This is Matt Woodley with Monday Morning Preacher, ministrypreachingtoday.com. I'm here with our co-host and star of this show, Kevin Miller. Wow, I got elevated to star. Yeah, you did. You're a star in my mind. So, uh, Kevin, you came up with this topic. Oh, is that why I'm the star? And you said, we have to do this. Yes, I did. And because I'm a nice guy and very accommodating and agreeable, I said, okay, but I love the title you gave this. Do you remember it? Drum roll, please. (laughs) Two questions that make or break our sermon opening. And that is so you. Yeah, mic drop. (laughs) This is is urgent. This is going to make it or break it. And I agree with you. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm making, I'm making fun of this, yeah, but I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> this will make or break your sermon. It can. Well, the opening at least. Yes. And, and the opening really matters uh, because, I mean, if there's one thing you and I want as preachers, we have to have people's attention. Yes. Now, that's not my ultimate goal or yours. I mean, my ultimate goal is that God will work through his preached word to change lives for his glory. And yeah. bring, you know, and so, but... How do I get there without people actually listening? I, I do need their attention. And I don't think preaching resources do enough with this, Matt, on how to craft an effective opening that wins attention. You know, maybe they'll say, well, at the beginning, you should tell a story to grab people. Yeah. And so everybody kind of knows that. But what I'm talking about today is something much uh, kind of bigger and deeper than that. Yeah. So we're doing this topic because someone went to sleep on you. Is that what you're saying? Well, While you were preaching, <laughs> actually, you had your Eutychus moment. Actually, that has happened. Has really? that happened to you? Uh, yes, it did. Happen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, so. I, I had it repeatedly and uh, uh, I don't want to get too far off the subject here today, but this guy who sat over to my right in a former church would just like nod off every sermon. And, and it used to drive me nuts. I was like, man, you're sleeping on my watch? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm killing myself to try to preach, you know, in an engaging way here. And uh, so I, I did some recon and discovered that actually he had a high pressure job in corporate America where he was working 70 hours a week, yeah. every week. And this one hour in church on Sunday morning with his family was the only hour of the week in which he was not under pressure to perform. Mm. So then when I learned that, I was like, well, sleep on, brother, sleep on. <laughs> but I minister to you. Yeah, but, un- you but, sleep. but unless somebody's got a really good reason like that, yeah. I want them to stay with me. Yeah. So tell us about this. Two questions that make or break our sermon opening. All right. What so, are we talking about? So here it is. If I could boil it all down to, to what will make a great uh, opening for your sermon, you, we answer two questions for people in our opening. One, what is this about? Mm-hmm. So there's no fog, there's no confusion. Yeah. I know what this sermon is going to be about. And yeah. two, why should I care? Mm. Why should I care? And after the first few minutes of the sermon, I want every single person who's listening to me to be able to know without confusion or fog, I know what this sermon is about, and I know why I should care. That is going to grab people's attention, you know? Right. I mean... You got my attention with this, so um, and it's and it's hard to do well consistently. Yes, it at is. least it is for me. Yeah, you know, I, I wrestle with this. I mean, I looked back over my sermon titles <laughs> over the past couple of years, and titles, you know, don't tell you the whole introduction by any means, but they give you a pretty good idea. You know, uh, did the sermon answer these two uh, questions? And I found some good ones, some be- uh, great ones, and some clinkers. Yeah. So here was a sermon title that I thought was good, How to Repent. Yeah. I know what it's about. Mm-hmm. 
And Clear. If, if I Simple. If I care about repentance, now yeah. it does assume that I'm a Christian enough that I care about repentance. Yeah. Uh, but even better than that, I think, was I did a sermon called Two Seemingly Incompatible Principles for Our Money. Mm. Everybody cares about money. Yeah. And there's, I'm going to be talking about two principles that don't seem to go together. How could yeah. they go together? Okay. I thought that was a good one. Super clear. What about I've had some bad ones. Clinkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give us your failures. Okay, here's a couple where I did not really answer those questions, at least not in the title, and I'm guessing I didn't in the intro either. Following Jesus through resentment. That was one I preached. You know, I preached that sermon. I have no idea what it was about, and I was the one who preached it. I still don't know. Like, are we saying, like, if you have resentment, you should follow Jesus? Can you still have your resentment if you're following Jesus? Is it even saying Jesus is resentful? It's a terrible title. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I you thought, know, I totally agree with you. That is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you never agree with me at, like, the right moment. <laughs> okay, now, here, here's one that is such an insider title. Quote, the seven lampstands open parentheses, R-E-V period, two hyphen three, close parentheses, unquote. You have to know what oh, rev means. You yeah. have to know what a lampstand is. Who even knows what a lampstand is? What is a lampstand? Why should I care? Now, Who owns lampstands anymore? No one. So, like, if you are fascinated by the book of Revelation and already yeah. know it inside and out, right. then that title might work for you. Or maybe if you're a lampstand maker, <laughs> you design or manufacture <laughs> lampstands. Wow, we're going to talk about seven. <laughs> okay, so, you know, uh, it didn't answer what is this about and why should I care? Yeah. Okay. okay. So can you give us an example of a sermon introduction that does these two questions well? What is this about and why should I care? Okay, now let me read to you an introduction that Jill Briscoe gave in a classic sermon that was in our Preaching Today archives, and then I'm going to ask you the questions. When I'm done, can you answer what is this about, and why should I care? I'm ready. Oh, here we go. Ready for the test. Jill, Jill said this. Have you ever asked God questions and felt you haven't received a good answer? Hmm. I heard about a little boy once who said to his father, how many people in the world, Dad? He said, I don't know, son. The boy said, how many stars in the sky? I don't know, son. Well, how many fish in the sea? Don't know, son. Dad, you don't mind me asking you all these questions, do you? No, son, how are you going to learn if you don't ask questions? <laughs> well, maybe you've been that sort of parent, but have you ever asked God question after question and sort of got a shrug on the, of the shoulders from heaven? You're not getting anything back. Habakkuk was a man who is introduced to us with a lot of questions, and we get the idea that he's not getting the answers. Eventually, he got an answer that he didn't expect, and that he particularly didn't want. Boom. Okay, so let me put you on the spot. What is this sermon about? It's about asking God questions and not getting answers, or at least not the one you expected. And who hasn't had that at some point? In that is life? perfect. Perfect <clears throat> answer. And how about why should I care? Uh, why should I care? Because I've asked, uh, that's happened to me. Yeah. Mm, that's that touch, happened to everybody. That touches every human being's. Yeah question or pain who has had ever experience with prayer. E even most unbelievers, even, yeah. uh, even most of my atheist friends, they, if you're, they're really honest, those at some point in their life, they've had a question about God and they didn't get the answer they wanted. And maybe that's why they're now in an atheist. That might have something to do with it. Yeah. Frame of mind. Yeah. So anyway, I thought this intro was brilliant and does answer those questions. 
And, and so the question that I want to I talk about today is like, why is it when we hear it, we're so satisfied and yet it's so challenging for us to do consistently? Like, what, what are we doing instead of that? We are doing something like today's sermon comes from 1 Timothy 3, in which we continue in our series on the pastoral epistles. Oh, my gosh. Sermon number 16. You, in our you nailed it. You nailed it. You know, you and I both listen to a lot of people's sermons. and Or if you're uh, liturgical, it's, today we are in the second Sunday of Advent, and so we have a text that coincides with the second Sunday of Advent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> okay, the most single most yeah. common opening to sermons right. that I hear is exactly that. I call it yeah. the today is the blank opening. Okay. Today is the third week in our yeah. series on First right. Timothy. Yeah. And and the, the question, the, the challenge or the problem with that is, does the fact that this is the third week that we are studying First Timothy tell me what this sermon is about? Yeah. No, because I don't know how you broke out the book. I don't know what right. you're doing. Yeah. There's one more. Uh, oh, yeah? One more opening. Yeah. It's the throwaway story. Oh, the it's cute kid story. The cute. Or the funny story. The funny story. But it has story nothing to do with the sermon. Has nothing to do with the biblical text except in the most tangential of ways, you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I got their attention. Uh, I had a speech teacher once who told, talked about a uh, student who had a painted turtle in a box. Yeah. And every once in a while, the when this woman was giving a speech, she would just pull out the turtle and hold it out there just to grab people's attention. It had nothing to do with actually her topic, you know. So that is sort of like the painted turtle, <laughs> <laughs> the opening story. Here's my painted turtle. <laughs> hey, look, I got your attention. <laughs> well, you know, those those comments of like, hey, today we're in the third week of our First Timothy series. Those are what I call orientation statements. Okay. We probably actually do need those somewhere in the sermon, but not at the beginning. Right. Not right at the opening, because at the opening, we want to answer what is this sermon about and why should I care? Okay. So we got the, what is it about? Why should I care? How much time does this take? I mean, and... and Well, I'd be interested in your answer. Here's my my feeling about it. It should take about one fifth of the sermon Hmm. length. 20%. 20%. Yeah, 20%. Yeah. So yeah. my typical sermon in my context right now is 25 minutes. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be. Sometimes the preacher gets a little loquacious. Probably not your fault. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Was the, I'm trusting it was the inspiration of the Spirit. It's, it's the applause you get, <laughs> standing ovations. <laughs> right. <laughs> Please, people, sit down. That's embarrassing. Me. No more clapping. <laughs> no. but I So I would think a minimum of three minutes, and it could be five yeah. in my context. Mm. And I don't want to brush past it because I really want, by the end of the introduction, absolute clarity. And I want people kind of leaning forward like, man, I'm looking forward to today's message. This sounds like it's going to be about something I really care about. And tell me how you craft this. So I would imagine you're writing out. I am writing out my introduction. You are not winging it. This is not the part to wing it. No. Now, I might uh, wing like the opening story, but the transition into the, uh, what this is about and why right. I should care, that yeah, is going to be crafted. That's crucial. I have yeah. to get those words right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, how long, how long do you spend on an introduction typically? Yeah, I, I would say three to five minutes. Um, I would say 15 to 20 percent, you know, even if. Okay. And, yeah. and I think the writing helps make it concise. It makes it tight. Yeah. But still, it's. It takes time to say, what is this about and, and why should I care? But, but you're setting up the whole sermon. You're yeah. setting up everything. You're it's laying really the worth the time. Yeah. And uh, one last thing I'll say that is a challenge is to make sure that the what is this about and why should I care 
are flow are derivative of the big idea of the text. Yes. So it's exegetical. Yeah. So I'm not starting from what I want to talk about yeah. or what it was in the news this week or whatever. I'm really starting from the text. And then after I've done my work on the text and I'm saying, okay, what aspect of today's text is for my people the thing that they uh, need to see, uh, yeah. need to have answered, right. will care about? Right. And I work from there. One more thing. I'll put yeah. you on the spot. So yeah. your most recent sermon. Let's just pull something out of the hat. We didn't discuss this, but let's just... Your most recent sermon. What, uh, what happened? Baptism of Jesus. Okay. And like so... Like Matthew 3? Matthew 3. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I got intrigued during my exegesis that of all the accounts of the baptism in the Gospels, uh, and it's described in the synoptics and referred to in John, there's only one place where when Jesus comes to get baptized, John the baptizer tries to talk him out of it. Mm. And that's in Matthew. And he yeah. says, look, uh, this yeah. is a bad idea, Jesus. Uh, I should be getting baptized by you. Why are you coming to me? Yeah. And, and so I really, uh, my whole sermon was about why did Jesus get baptized? Yeah. So the intro was about he was sinless. You yeah. Know, and right. uh, why? Yeah. Now, that's a theological <clears throat> caring thing yeah. to care about. It's not like maybe an everyday need. Right. Yeah. But in that context, it's also one that if you've ever read through the Bible, you have some interest in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I spent about three to five minutes setting that up. Okay. Like right. this, making it even more implausible that he would be the one who's getting baptized. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Okay. Well, any other, so, so I'm a preacher now. I'm going to, I'm going to go into my sermon prep and I want, I want to you know, I want to pay attention to what you're saying here. Love these two questions. What advice, last advice would you give for me and other preachers out there? Well, here, because I'm forgetful and I can't work on everything unless I, you know, yeah. have like a kind of a checklist. Right. I have a sermon template. I, mm. I write my sermons in Word because I'm not cool enough to use some of the other software that's available. And I, uh, and I actually have a, a list of some questions at the top of the file that I insist that I try to answer to my own satisfaction yeah. as I'm writing this sermon. Mm -hmm. And one of them is, what is this about? And another one is, why should I care? Ah, right. Yeah. So you put that at the top of the page. Yeah. And you have... I you actually have not, type an answer. You type an answer I don't answer just out. like look at those questions. I actually yeah. type an answer. Right. So it's like, it's very clear to me because it has to be clear to me if it's going to be clear to them. And if it's not clear to you... It's not going to be clear to them. As the late, great Haddon Robinson used to say, a mist in the pulpit is a fog in the pew. You know, I was trying to remember that quote just as you were talking here. But thank you for setting me up. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't quite remember. I knew it was something about a fog in the pulpit, but I couldn't remember the first half of it. So, <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. So, Well, that, Matt, thanks for taking a flyer with me today and yeah. uh, letting me kind of... Uh, pound the pulpit about something I really care about. And I, but I really believe this will make a difference in many people's messages. Yeah. Well, I've listened to your preaching. And one thing I really appreciate about your preaching is the clarity of it. Just, it's so clear. Nobody has to wonder what was he talking about today and where did he go with it? Yeah. I mean, you're, you really nail this. You put this into practice. So thanks for being a role model for young people. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Please close this episode. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin, our guest host, and uh, thanks for listening to Monday Morning Preacher. This is Matt Woodley with PreachingToday.com.